thrilled to welcome back Nick Edmund. Nick, how are you doing today? Very well, thank you. Good to be, uh, to be back chatting to you, Sean. Yeah, so we're, we're on to the final leg of your Home of Golf signature course in support of Global Golf for Cancer. Um, I must just admit to you, it's been an absolute pleasure just wandering around Scotland and seeing these incredible golf holes, the history. It's just, for me, it's um, not having been to many of these courses, absolutely a wonderful experience. Well, yeah, absolutely enjoyable for me. Um, uh, going, going back, uh, I guess I've been traveling to Scotland for, for 30 or 40 years, and, and I've been fortunate to visit probably all of the great links courses and and but you never tire of visiting them that's for sure no, exactly right i'm just gonna we, we're gonna do the final six so 13 to 18 but i'm just gonna run through quickly where we've been so the first hole was macrahanish what a starting hole and then we went to the second at castle stewart the third at siskin the fourth at cruden bay the fifth at macri the sixth at Carnoustie. what a golf hole not to be unbiased, but I have been there. <laughs> and then the seventh at Western Gales, and then the notorious postage stamp at Royal Troon. And one of my, which is soon becoming my picture perfect, is the Durness, the ninth there. What a spectacular golf hole. And then you couldn't have excluded Trump Turnbury, the 10th there. And then we're back at Royal Troon, the railway hole at the 11th, and then the majestic 12th at King's Barnes. So we're going to move on to your 13th. And before we start, um, I don't know if you've done this intentionally, but you're taking us to the 13th oldest golf course in the world for your 13th hole. Is that intentional? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't my intention. <laughs> no, there's going to be a few uh, ancient links courses between the 13th and the 18th. But I don't tend to think of North Berwick as the most ancient. Well, literally, well, of course, they're 12 links older, but it certainly has that uh, ancient feel about it. Um, no, North Berwick has the most extraordinary collection of golf holes. Um, uh, holes that have been copied around the world, holes that um, they've been copied, but, but you know, they're very hard to improve on the original. And um, the 13th, I'm not sure anyone would, <laughs> would try and copy the 13th. Uh, this is the hole, uh, it's called Pit. Um, but it's it's famous for a, a wall, an ancient stone wall that runs runs along the left side of the fairway and continues to run as the green is on the other side of the wall. Um, so in other words, you're playing, you're driving down the fairway. You want to hug the left side close to the wall because that is the best way of approaching the hole. If you if you if you go too far to the right, you've got to play directly over the wall, and the green is very narrow from that approach. Um, having said that, there are bunkers down the left side of the fairway. So it, again, the challenge is to how close can you get to the bunkers to give yourself a, a good approach. The, the approach is just enormous fun, playing literally over an, an old stone wall uh, to, a, to a narrow slither of a green. There is a, uh, a mound between what the green sits, between, between the wall and a sand dune. And as I say, it's a very narrow green. If you if you climb to the top of that dune, by the way, um, behind to the, to the left side of the green, the view, not towards the wall, but the view, well, you, towards the wall, you're looking over the links, but the other view, right along the coast, uh, beautiful beach. Uh, North Barrack's not famous for its beach because it's so famous for so many other things, as I say, and, and, and 
we're going to be visiting another another unique golf hole at uh, uh, North Berwick very shortly. But the view, as I say, just just clamber up that dune and have a look along that coast, and you'll see why North Berwick is probably just about the most popular links of course in Scotland. Wow. I love the comment that Ken Brown, the famous commentator, he says, don't argue with the wall. It's older than you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely older than you are. That's exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move on to, this is a fantastic golf. Um, it's called Foxy and you're taking us to Royal Duna. Uh, talk us through Foxy. Royal Duna. I'm taking you to the Star of the North, as it's sometimes been called. Um, it's not the, the most northerly golf course in Scotland, but it's certainly the most northerly of the, of the great golf courses. And, and it was it was to go there was often considered a pilgrimage, where, particularly when traveling there was a lot uh, harder than it is now. It is actually only an hour north of Inverness, Dornock is, and there's pretty good, good airports at, at Inverness. So Dornock is, is very easily visited. And, and so many people have wanted to go there because it is, it's truly a magical links. The whole, uh, the town of Dornock is magical. I, I, I remember saying Dornock should actually be spelt differently. It shouldn't be called just Royal Dornock. It should be called Ah Royal Dornock because you mentioned that name Dornock and everybody. The first comment is, oh, it's just one of those <laughs> extraordinarily special places. Uh, the possibly the most natural links. Again, one a, a very ancient links. I mean, golf was reputedly, well, reputedly, according to records, has been played there since 1616. Whether there was a real golf course there is is, is probably pushing it. But um, it, it's, it's hard to imagine a more uh, enjoyable round of golf than playing at Dornock. And, and, the, and the welcome at Royal Dornock Golf Club, it, the, whole, the, the whole visit there is special. I often say, uh, take off your watch, when you get to Dornock and just well don't throw it away but <laughs> put it away because um it's a timeless place and the the, the the sense of playing golf there is kind of timeless it's you're, you're in another age another experience and the 14th hole uh is often cited as, as the greatest hole at Dornock the greatest among many of course but it's called Foxy it's a par four but I but I sort of liken it to an S-shaped par four, which I guess kind of makes it a par four and a half, because the last, uh, the, the the final, as the as the hole turns to the right, you're supposed to almost carry a dune uh, to, to 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 depending on where you position your drive. But the second is a very difficult shot. It's often a long shot, of course. It's a long par four, uh, but the green is sits about five feet above the fairway on a on a. A, a dome. Uh, I mean, Dornock's famous for its plateau greens. This is probably the most, the the the, the most plateaued, or, or or the green that sits uh, above the fairway the most. And so it's a very difficult approach to the green. Um, yeah, a real par four and a half. Amazing. It's certainly a gain on the back. What a golf hole. Um, the next one is intrigues me. I've not seen or heard about this well, the extra hole. And um, they say it's this hole is basically one of the most copied golf holes in the world. So um, you back I, at North I, Berwick. I, I think it is uh, the Redan hole at, at North Berwick. Uh, yes, it's a par three. It, I suppose what immediately makes it unusual, uh, especially to a first time visitor, is that you, you don't aim at the flag. It's a par three. 
but you don't aim at the flag because it's it's the green tilts from right to left as you stand on the green and and at, at, at North Berwick and at other copies uh, often the green slopes away from you so uh, it, it, you have to approach it from the side <laughs> in other words you have to to land the ball to the right of the hole and uh, using the use the natural contours of, of the green uh, or the green complex to, to bring the ball closer to the hole. Uh, there's a, there's a, again typically with Redan holes and, and famously at North Barrett there is a bunker in front of the green as well. So you can't run it. You can't sort of run run it. You have to you have to pitch it fairly near to the to the to the green to the flag and 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 bring it in from the right as I say. Um, so it's a strategic par three hole that, uh, as you rightly say, has been copied all around the world. I suppose most famously in America at the National Golf Links of America, it's the fourth hole there. Um, yeah, one of the great holes in golf for, for uh, um, architectural reasons, if you like. Amazing, I didn't realize it was copied at the, the Golf National in America. It's a highly esteemed golf course. I think it's rated number three or four in, in America. So, yeah. I, I've seen it ranked number four and the fourth hole is, 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 is okay. the, the Redan hole there. It's um, uh, as you know with me, it's all about the number four. four. I, <laughs> I just, I mean, I think that's one of the intrigues, of the, the strategy around playing links golf. It's, it's, um, I mean, there's just different options, different ways. I mean, it's just incredible. Now, you, we went to the, we've been at the 13th oldest golf course. We're going now to the world's fifth oldest golf course. Um, you're taking us to Montrose, and this is the 16th. Indeed, it's, it's possibly a, an unusual choice in as much as uh, there are so many great 16th holes uh, in Scotland. I mean, Carnoustie obviously springs to mind, and Montrose is, is really quite close to Carnoustie on the East Coast. Uh, it's between, uh, like Carnoustie, it's between Dundee and Aberdeen on the, uh, the, the the cold and windy east coast of Scotland. Montrose is often overlooked because people do tend to travel from Carnoustie to, to Aberdeen, where there are a number of great golf courses. Uh, but Montrose, uh, don't miss Montrose, would, would be my, my uh, s s summary, if you like, because it, it's... It's a fabulous golf links and, and again, relatively inexpensive to play, uh, relatively uncrowded, of course, in the, in the peak of summer, I'm, I'm sure it's very crowded, but uh, you, you'd get a warm welcome if you went to Montrose, you'd play, as you said, the fifth oldest links course in the world. It's called Montrose, the 1562 links, which which tells you how old it is. Is it 1562? Correct. 15, 1562. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I got that right. And the 16th is a very long par three. Um, but to me, the, the, the yeah, you take it, you take it, well, if you're playing into the wind, you're taking everything off the tee. But uh, you've got to avoid a few bunkers and, and you've got to avoid the gorse on the left of the green. But uh, once you make the green, you think you've, you've, you've accomplished a lot. But the, it's to me, the, what really makes the hole is the green itself. It's a very large green. I think it's got about three different levels, um, and and the flag can certainly sit on three different levels. And if you make a three there, you you you're going to be very going to be very happy. And the last two holes at Montrose are also good holes, so you tend to finish well. If you finish three four three four four, you you 
you're going to go into the clubhouse and you, you'll rent your, your beverage at the 19th hole. Yeah, a very enjoyable beverage after making pause the last three holes there by the sounds of things. We're going to move on to, I'm actually loath to do this because we're rushing, not rushing through, but we're going through it and um, I don't want it to end. But um, this is a prestigious course. This is the, the host of the oldest open. Uh, so we're going to Prestwich for the 17th. The, the host of the, the Open Championship, as a, as, a, as a Scott will quickly tell you, um, not the British Open, of course, the Open Championship. You're right, it was, I think it's the first 12 Opens were played at Presswick, beginning in 1860. So uh, it's the birthplace of, it is the birthplace of major championship golf. Um, and the, the, the 17th at Presswick was actually the second hole on the first Open Championship layout, which was just 12 holes at the time. Um, and as the first hole has changed, uh, that makes the 17th at Presswick the oldest hole in Championship Golf. And it's definitely one of the best holes, in my opinion, as well. Um, it's it's a well short to medium these days, length par four, uh, although to, to, to be hitting a short iron into the green, it means you've hit a a, a good long drive and it's a it's an it's a pretty intimidating tee shot because the, the the fairway has little width and if you miss the fairway you're in you're in gorse and and all sorts of rough that you don't want to go and visit um but anyway what if you have found the middle of the fairway you, you've then got one of the most interesting approach shots in the world of golf as well as historic and um the hole is called uh the Alps, uh, which tells you you might be, well, you're not literally going over a mountain, but you're going over a, a mountainous dune. Um, you're going over a tall dune with a blind approach to the green. So you you, you can see none of the green. Uh, you have a marker post that shows you the direction that you need to hit your shot. Um, if you haven't done your homework or if you haven't played it before, you, you need to know that there are, uh, there is a there is a very large bunker at the other side of the dune before you reach the green so you've got to carry it an extra 40 yards or so over the dune uh, to reach the green uh, the bunker is called the sahara so we've got the alps we've got the sahara it's like it's like a tour of the world here isn't it yeah, yeah. and um uh again it's a fascinating very sloping green um some people don't like blind golf holes um but as somebody once said, it's only it's only blind somebody by the memory once you've played it the first time. Um, I I also often say as well, it, well when, when you every shot is blind because if if, if if you look up before you hit the ball, then then or as you're about to hit the ball, then uh, you, you're probably not going to hit it very well. So um, no, I, I mean to me it's part of the fascination of golf, and I, I you know I'm glad we've got a we've got a blind hole within there. 18 Scottish golf holes because it wouldn't feel like Scotland if you didn't have that that bit of uh, uh, well, traditional links golf quirkiness call it what you like but mm. to me it's what makes golf it's what makes golf in Scotland fascinating amazing I've quite liked the statement Ernie else says because of the, the history around the club the first Open Championship he says it's one of the best golfing experiences in the world I mean when you took over play of that quality well. I'm very very fortunate to be a member at Presswick I've been a me a, a, a member. Well, for several years now, and uh, I live in London, so it's it's very hard to get to. Well, it's it's it. I'm doing a lot of travelling still. 
growing the global goal for cancer campaign so uh i don't get to presswick as uh, nearly as often as i'd like to but every time i visit it's special from 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 the arrival the welcome the, the lunch experience of course which a lot of people talk about uh the whole that sense of history you feel you feel you get a bump into old tom morris when you uh uh, wander the links of Presswick, so it's like a it's like a living golfing museum. Amazing. So Nick, we almost at the end of this beautiful journey through Scotland and the links of Scotland. Um, I just to end where we end. I mean, I don't I don't think anyone could fault this choice. I mean, this the the prestige, the history, the aura of this place is just a perfect way to end this journey. Indeed, St. St. Andrews, uh, the home of golf. Um, we're finishing by going home. Now, we, we are going to the most famous golf links on the planet, um, uh, possibly the oldest links, certainly uh, the most, well, that sense of history. I've talked about Presswick. I mean, if, if, if anywhere can match uh, or surpass Presswick, of course, it is St. Andrews. And, and uh, because Presswick is now has long been considered uh, just just not capable of holding a, a modern Open Championship. Well, it's almost a, almost a hundred years since the Open was last at Presswick. I think it was nineteen twenty six. So um, St Andrews has staged the, mo the most Open Championships, and of course the most recent um, when uh, Cam Smith uh, d defeated Rory McIlroy. It felt like a head to head battle, but uh, yeah, it's impossible to separate. Uh, open Championship history and uh, uh, St Andrews, uh, you, can, you it's hard to not mention them in the same sentence. And when I think of St Andrews, I do think of that 18th hole, the finish, uh, the setting, uh, and I suppose especially the setting of the green. Um, it's a stay. It's a it's a wonderful stage, um, and. It's not the easy, it's a, it's a short par four, it's potentially drivable depending on the, the climatic conditions, weather conditions, but um, you've got the Valley of Sin in front of, uh, in front of the green. So quite often you've got to play a, an interesting pitch to the green. It plays, I suppose, um, uh, if, if, if our 14th at Dornoch uh, was, a, was a par four and a half, uh, this play is like a par three and a half. It is a par four, but it's it's a real birdie opportunity. But of course, birding the final hole at St Andrews is um, is never going to be straightforward, is it? And it's it's as I say, you're often to make your birdie. You've got to you've got to you've got to find the best way to reach the hole through maybe pitching over the valley of sin, especially the to, you know to today's wedge control. But um, I, I, I can still remember that incredible pitch and run Nick Faldo uh, hold um, in the 1990 uh, Open at St Andrews. Uh, I think it was in the second round and he, he played a classic Scottish pitch and run shot uh, into the hole for an eagle too. But also I can't think of the 18th hole at St Andrews, St. Andrews without um, mentioning my hero Seve. Uh, his win in 1984 produced probably the most exciting, certainly the most visually dramatic uh, celebration in golf when Seve won the Open Championship. Seve called it the happiest moment in in in, in his life, and of course, he was following on from the people who won the Open Championship. St Andrews uh, immediately before him, Jack Nicklaus had won the two the, the previous two Opens at St Andrews, 
and uh, he was followed by Nick Faldo. Uh, Tiger Woods, has, of course, has since won the Open there. And if you go back, Bobby Jones uh, won the Open Championship to St Andrews. And Bobby Jones, Jack Nicholas, Seve, Tiger, I'm sure would say that St Andrews, winning the Open at St Andrews is the ultimate uh, achievement in golf. And um, so the 18th green, it's a, it's a fitting place to end uh, our round, I think, because that's where some of the greatest memories in golf uh, have, have occurred. And um, yeah, it's, it's, there's nowhere like St Andrews. It's as simple as that. There is absolutely no doubt. It's um, absolutely incredible. Just a few of the memories. No, that... and it's, 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 it's important to me personally as well, if I can, if I can add that. Um, the, uh, the, the Global Golf for Cancer campaign um, at St Andrews, um, I was, uh, I had had three of my four cancer situations uh, when I visited St Andrews and um, my two surgeons who'd operated on me three times uh, had saved my life three times. Um, they operate, operated on me for, for my head and neck cancer. They flew out from London and they joined me as I walked into St Andrews with my, with my golf clubs, uh, walked into St Andrews on St Andrews Day and uh, standing on the Swilkin Bridge, which of course uh, stands between the 18th and the first fairways uh, with them was, yeah, the happiest moment in, 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 in the, the most significant moment. I better not say the happiest moment in my life because my wife might uh, hear this, but no, it was, it was the proudest moment in my life. How about that? Stand on the fourth hole at St Andrews and, and, and well, to, to, to visit St Andrews and, and fly our flag there for cancer fighters worldwide. That was, uh, uh, my, yeah, my proudest moment and, and a significant moment of the campaign. And um, you must be very proud of what you're doing, Dick. It's, it's, it's an incredible project. And I hope what we've done here will create a bit more awareness and um, people will watch the video and enjoy it. And I've certainly enjoyed the, the journey with you. And um, I want to wish you well with, with Global Golf of Cancer. We're going to try to do our best to, to give you a bit of a, a shout out. Um, try to do our best here in South Africa to fly the flag if we can. Um, it's, so it, that's, it's greatly appreciated, Sean. I, I'm going to be, uh, as we speak, I think, you know, I'm going to be visiting South Africa. Well, I'll be there this time. Uh, yeah, I'll be there this time next week. And uh, South Africa has been a great supporter of Global Golf of Cancer. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, if I can take this opportunity to thank everyone, every golfer that has uh, supported Global Golf for Cancer, it is greatly appreciated and, and it makes a difference, that's for sure. I mean, the golfing community is 60 million strong worldwide. So um, if we can all make a bit of difference, that's a, that, that's a huge difference for, for people battling cancer. 100%. Just before we go, Nick, I just had a couple of thanks. Obviously, I want to thank the viewers because that's what we're doing this for and create that awareness. Um, you're welcome to subscribe to the GOAT YouTube channel and share that with your friends, share the experience and the journey we've just had. Um, please follow Global Golf for Cancer on their social media platforms. You keep up to date with Nick's endeavors. He's all over the world at times. It's quite a fascinating journey to follow. I, can't, I sometimes hardly struggle to keep up because he's all over the show. And then just um, thanks again to, to David Cannon and Kevin Murray for providing some of the, the footage and the, the photos. And uh, it's really appreciated. And then the final thanks is obviously to you, Nick. It's been an absolute pleasure. 
pleasure is mine, I can assure you. And uh, no, I mean, thank you for what you're doing. Um, yes, creating more awareness for uh, for global golf, for cancer. I know other great causes around the world. So um, yeah, you keep doing what you you keep doing what you're doing, and I'll, and I'll try try my best to keep doing what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, no, thank you, thank you to to you and to uh, yeah the viewers that are that are helping to generate more awareness, as you say. It's an absolute pleasure, Nick. You look after yourself and we'll see you soon. Thank you, Sean. Take care. Take care, Nick.